Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When we want to talk about draft prospects, when we want to talk about the combine, when you're wondering who's there who might help your team, there's one guy to go to. It's... Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Dane has been with us many times over the years. He joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Dane, good to have you with us. How are you? Thanks, Dane. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You still living in Northeast Ohio? Still in Warren, Ohio. That, that's where uh, we put the roots down, and we'll be there for uh, for a long time. But, yeah, right now I'm in Indianapolis. It's great to be uh, at the Combine another year. we got a, a lot to figure out this week. There, there is a lot to figure out. Uh, first and foremost, before we get to anything with the Browns, I, I thought your rankings were really interesting for this. Well, they're always very informative, but I thought this was one of the most interesting things. So often teams reach for quarterbacks, and quarterbacks mm-hmm. are taken above their rankings. That's not the case this year because you have Caleb Williams ranked as your number one guy. You have eight quarterbacks in the top 100 three in the top 10, along with Derek May and Jaden Daniels, along with Caleb Williams. If you need a quarterback, this would appear to be the year to get one if you have a good draft choice. You know, it's always tough to put the quarterbacks. How how do you accurately uh, rank a quarterback next to an offensive tackle? You know, so it's always hard to include quarterbacks into any type of top 50, top 100 uh, but no, your, your, your point is definitely spot on. And, and I would expand it to all the premium positions. If you need a tackle, if you need a corner, if you need a wide receiver, uh, and if you need a quarterback, this is a draft that you're going to have a lot of options and you're going to ha- have a chance to get better at a lot of those positions. And just looking at the top 10, top 15, it's going to be a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of receivers, a lot of tackles. Uh, I'm not even sure when the first defensive player is going to come off the board, maybe not even until pick 10, 11, 12. So this is a draft for the premium positions, and it's a good draft to have a top 10 pick. Um, You know, we had a chance to watch Marvin Harrison Jr. play, you know, all the time, uh, especially mm-hmm. being here in Ohio. I, I, I think he is 
I, it's, I, I think he's the best wide receiver to ever come out of Ohio State. What is the gap between him and the other wide receivers like Malik Neighbors? Like how far away uh, is that gap on Marvin Harrison compared to the other wide receivers in this draft? I'm with you. I mean, I, I share uh, just it's hard to talk about him without sounding hyperbolic, right? Right. I mean, you, you watching him is just uh, you knew you know you're watching special with Marvin Harrison Jr. And it's not just size speed. It's his savvy as a route runner. It's his ability. And this is something I really appreciate about his game. And this is one of the reasons why I compare him to Larry Fitzgerald. It's his ability to slow down the football at the catch point. It's a, a really subtle thing that he does so naturally. Um, and so you, you factor in the skill that he has at receiver, the fact that he's a 6'3", 208-pound uh, athlete, and the fact that he moves like he does. He has speed. He has short area quickness. Uh, his leaping skills, his catch, rate, catch radius. And, you know, by all accounts, all the character reviews are off the charts in terms of his leadership, his work ethic, all that stuff. Uh, you know, he's not working out this week at the Combine, so I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of, oh, he didn't want to run a bad time. or it, look, He doesn't have anything to prove. And nobody is going to adjust their rankings because Marvin Harrison Jr. is choosing not to test uh, during the pre-draft process. You don't need to see him run a 40-yard dash to know he is a great athlete. Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best, best players in this draft. Um, I do think it's kind of close between him and Malik Neighbors, and that speaks more to mm. Neighbors than anything else. I mean, Malik Neighbors, I just I, I don't see any weaknesses with this guy. I mean, there's no limitations to what he can do. Um, and so if a team were to even draft him ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr., it wouldn't be totally crazy. But I do think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the favorite to be the first non-quarterback drafted. And it'll be uh, really interesting to see where that is. Could it be the Patriots at number three? The Cardinals at number four. Uh, do we see a trade in that uh, in that mix? You know, the quarterbacks are obviously going to play a factor. Uh, we think quarterbacks are going to go one. Caleb Williams almost certainly will be a bear. And then what do the commanders do? Is it Jaden Daniels? Is it Drake May? And then the Patriots are kind of a wild card. If they want to go with a quarterback, if they trade out of that spot for a quarterback desperate team to go up get, and get Jaden Daniels. But uh, all the while, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be sitting there, not going to have to wait very long. I think the Cardinals uh, kind of make the most sense in terms of fit, in terms of where they're picking at fourth overall. Uh, but, yeah, he, he is he is a fun player. And I'm kind of bummed out we're not going to be able to see him this week at the Combine. But I certainly understand why he doesn't feel the need to put these specific numbers next to his name. Dane Brugler from The Athletic joining us. I, I think it's interesting because if you're New England, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What comes mm-hmm. first, the wide receiver or the quarterback? Because they're in a position to get the best wide receiver, perhaps, or the third best quarterback, maybe the second best quarterback. What would you do if you're New England, Dane? Priority number one is get the quarterback right. That, no matter, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is one of the best players, you know, I, I've ever scouted. Um, and, and at the same time, it really doesn't matter if you don't get the quarterback right. And if you're the Patriots, there's no guarantee that you'll ever be picking. Uh, this is the first time the Patriots are picking top five in 30 years. So there's just no guarantee that you're going to be picking this high in the next few years to, oh, we'll just wait and get a quarterback next year or the year after that. They're just, you know, two, a couple of years ago, they were picking 15 and they had to take Mac Jones. And we've seen how that works out. So I, I think if they, they go into this combine week hoping that all three quarterbacks, Caleb, Drake May, uh, and Jane Daniels, uh, impress 
during the interviews, uh, just meeting with each team. That way, if either they feel comfortable taking a quarterback at three or another team's going to look to trade up to number three. And if I'm the Patriots, as much as I would hate to trade away from Marvin Harrison Jr., I think I could get a pretty good haul uh, in a trade compensation uh, to move back. Talking about the Falcons at eight, uh, the Vikings at 11, uh, the Broncos at 12, the Raiders at 13. There will be plenty of teams kind of putting feelers out there about what it would cost to move up to number three and get that quarterback. So from the Patriots, as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., the option, the two most likely options for me are probably draft a quarterback at three or trade out of there for a very lucrative trade package. Dane, I'm just curious, how do you think NIL affects the draft here, especially because we don't see that many underclassmen? Uh, and what would that do for the draft, you know, especially towards the, the back end of that? And, and just, you know, your overall thoughts on NIL and its impact on the draft. Well, it's certainly we've seen it in Ohio State has been the uh, the biggest example of how NIL can impact the draft and who's going to to the pros, who's going back to school. Um, I think I had eight Ohio State players who would have been top 100 players in this draft uh, decide to go back to school. And, you know, some of those guys were already kind of leaning that way, but the NIL factor uh, is kind of the, the clinching, clinching factor and made them go back to Columbus. So, uh, you know, it's, it's something that really it dilutes the pool of players a little bit. Uh, and it's something that we'll see this year uh, with some of the depths on day three, maybe thinning out. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think it's, it could end up being good for a lot of these players because they get to go back to school, make some money, but then get better before they go to the NFL and they're better suited for NFL life because they had an extra year at, at the college level, whether that's, you know, Denzel Burke, the corner from Ohio state, he would have been a top 50 pick if he came out this year. He's going back to school. If he ends up being a top 15, 20 pick next year and maybe is better suited for a long-term NFL career, it ends up being a win for him. But in the short term, it does dilute the pool a little bit in terms of this draft class and some of the depth at certain positions later on uh, on day three. Dane Brugler joining us from The Athletic. His top 100 draft prospects, the NFL draft big board, uh, an absolute must-read with the Combine starting this week. And you can do that at The Athletic. It's a deep wide receiver draft, Dane. You have four wide receivers in your top 20. This is impressive. You have 11 wide receivers in your top 50 and 17 mm -hmm. in the top 100. If, if you're the Browns and you need a wide receiver, what kind of a talent will you be able to get in the second round at wide receiver if you decide to go that way? Well, I'm convinced that for the rest of our lives, wide receiver is going to be a strength of every draft. That's where all the athletes are going, uh, from peewee to uh, youth football, seven-on-seven, seven, uh, high school. You know, The top athletes want the ball in their hands, and if they're not quarterbacks, they want to be wide receivers. And so we're going to see uh, receivers be a strength from here on out, and this year, no exception. I mean, you, you said the number 17 in my top 100, and I, I, there were a few guys that I hated leaving out of that top 100. A couple of receivers easily could have made it. So, you know, if you're a team like the Browns who are in the market for wide receiver help, that's, that's music to your ears. You feel good about some of the options that could be available for you on day two, whether that's uh, Devontae Walker from North Carolina, who a little raw, but he can fly and he can make plays down the field. Ricky Pearsall from Florida, who one of the best, uh, best set of hands in this draft, but he's also a really good athlete. He can get open, he can create. So uh, this draft, no matter if you're looking for 
a Z wide receiver, if you're looking for more of a slot, more of a Y, uh, looking for someone that's going to be a catch and run guy, someone that's going to win deep, all these different flavors of receiver, this draft has something for you. So if I'm the Browns, uh, receiver is looking like a pretty appealing position somewhere on day two. They've waited until the third round to take a wide receiver three years in a row. Would you wait mm-hmm. again, Dane, or would you grab somebody in the second round? You know, you have to let the board fall to you. Uh, you really do, because you, especially with the Browns not having that first-round pick, you just have no idea how those first 50 picks are going to play out. And so, you know, you you pay attention on day one, but for the most part, you're you're gearing up for day two. Once day two starts, it, it becomes really interesting because you know we and we know this team; they are not afraid to trade and move around on day two, whether it's moving up in the second round. Um, and so I think it'd be interesting which receivers are still available uh, on in round two. And then is there someone that the Browns covet enough that they would try to make a move up to go get them, whether that's, uh, say, uh, Adnay Mitchell from Texas, you know, 6'4", 210, is uh, a really good athlete, can win down the field, but you feel like, you know, he's going to get better and better as he continues to grow. Um, his teammate at Texas, Xavier Worthy, can absolutely fly. Um, so there's a few receivers that if they were to fall out of the top 40, uh, they, I have my eye on them as a guy that, okay, maybe this is worth going up to go get him, secure the receiver we think can not only make a difference for us right, right away and make an impact, but is going to settle into a starter role and, and, and be an impact player for us uh, through the life of his contract. Dane, when you do your top 100, do you think about the teams that are at that spot or you just purely do this on – on uh, athletic ability based on the college athlete? Yeah, it's based on projection, based off of, you know, these are the traits, these are how we project them. And and then when I do a mock draft, that's when, you know, because there, there might be a player that I have 80, 80th in my rankings, but he ends up going 50th in a mock draft just because the specific fit of what that team looks for. And, you know, and I think it's important for fans to remember too that draft boards are, you know, there's, 250 guys that will get drafted. There's over 300 players here at the Combine. A lot of draft boards are 140 names. You know, like a lot of draft boards, they just don't have everybody because the area scouts whittle these names down. This is exactly what we need in terms of our culture, in terms of our scheme. And then, you know, the, the group gets together and they build a preliminary draft board before the Combine. That's what the last few weeks, that's where scouts and teams have been doing, building that preliminary draft board. Then after the combine, you get back together, and after the pro days, uh, you, you kind of finalize things. Thing, uh, players start to crystallize on your board, and you know every team is a little bit different for exactly what they are looking for uh, in a player, both on the field and off the field. Will you re-rank after the combine? I will. I think I'm, first off, I'll do a mock draft, uh, probably that you know Monday, Tuesday, right after after the combine next week. Uh, do a some type of mock draft based off of. What I'm hearing, um, you know, possible trades, uh, you know, who's going to be really antsy for a quarterback. And so that'll – what I hear this week at the Combine always helps uh, kind of set the stage for what's about to come. And so, yeah, all the mock draft coming out and then uh, do the rankings. And then, of course, the Beast comes out first week in April, which uh, I know a lot of people are we eager to get beast. their hands on that. We love the Beast. Dane Brugler joining us from The Athletic. To follow up your wide receiver thought, that all the young mm-hmm. kids want to be wide receivers – Kids are figuring out that being a running back might not be a great idea. And, Dane, I, I find it fascinating. Your top-rated running back is Jonathan Brooks at number 70. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, it, and it, he's it, good. And he's coming off an ACL. <laughs> and he's, he's, yeah, and he's good. Uh, seventy. When you, Blake Corum, yeah. seventy. Oh yeah, I see, I see and you have saying, seven yeah. guys in your top one hundred. Yeah, it, it, is that a lack of talent at the position, or is that just so much talent at other spots, Dan? I, I and I, I think it's a fascinating thing that's happened in football. It, it really is, and I, I do think that unless you're special, unless you're you know really Nick Chubb or Saquon Barkley, or uh, even last year with Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, unless you have something that really differentiates you as a running back it's going to be hard to go in the top 50. And I think this year is a perfect example of that. Uh, you have a, a really a good group of running backs. This isn't a bad running back class. It's just we're missing the guys at the top. We're, we, we, most of these running backs are day two players or day three players. And it'll be really interesting to see how early they go. When's that first running back come off the board? Is it in the late second? Is it early third? And then I think the order of these running backs, is, it's going to be different depending on what you're looking for, uh, whether you know Blake Corum is very different than Bucky Irving from Oregon, who's very different than Audric Estime from Notre Dame. Uh, same thing with Jalen Wright from Tennessee. All, the, all these running backs are good, but they offer something a little bit different. Uh, but where that first running back comes off the board is going to be fascinating to find out. Is there somebody, I don't want to say rooting for, but when when you look at the combine, Guys that you might have your eyes on that could really get a boost from the combine. I, Byron Murphy, the defensive tackle from Texas, um, I, he's kind of a dark horse to be the first defensive player drafted. And I think this week, what he does uh, working out is going to help show that. I mean, he's it was six one, just over six one, three hundred pounds, and he's going to run in the four eights. Um, he's going to bench press thirty five uh, reps. I mean, he is going to look really good moving around. But, you know, he also has the traits. He has the tape. He has the production. Um, and I, I think when it comes down to it, teams are just going to look at him and say, man, this guy, he gives us better. He gives us that interior disruption, which a lot of teams are looking for. So I, I'm looking forward to him. And then um, uh, to these tackles, too, just want to see them, how, how they work out. Marius Mims from Georgia, one of the freakiest guys in this draft. How does he uh, move around out there? Um, and, you know, a lot of these guys that have the injury questions, you know, want to make sure that, Hopefully they're good moving forward. So hoping for a lot of positive injury news uh, once these teams, because really the main point of the combine is so every training staff, doctors, team doctors, they can figure out, okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. This is a guy that, you know, is going to be healthy moving forward. Hopefully a lot of these guys get the the clean bill of health and we don't have any any surprises. Dane, last thought. We got about 30 seconds. Is the combine something that has run its course or does does the NFL really need it and teams really need it to help evaluate players? They don't need it. It's a cross-checking exercise. You know, if, if you think an athlete is a good athlete, this kind of confirms it. And if there's differing uh, information out of this combine, then you go back to the tape and figure out why. But for the main point of the combine has always been the medicals and the interviews. That's why the combine exists, and that's why the combine will continue to exist is so we can get accurate medical information and the coaches, the teams, they can sit down with these players and really figure out their mental makeup and all that. So, But, no, the, the combine is here to stay, but mostly for those two reasons. Dane Brugler, The Athletic, his top 100 out right now, the NFL Draft Big Board, The Beast, coming out when again, Dane? First week in April is always the goal for the, for the Beast. Can't wait. It is the Bible. It's always fun. Go to The Athletic, get it, read Dane. He does a phenomenal job of getting everybody ready for the draft. Have fun in Indy. 
All right, thanks, guys. Thank Dane you, Dane Brugler, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Love and Passion of Analytics was the last book he read that was more than 500 pages. It's very funny. Actually, actually, you're, you're not totally off. It's the Baseball Prospectus Annual that comes every Boom. year. I read that sucker cover to cover. Oh, my God. This so is the most intriguing thing I've ever read. What's the biggest takeaway after hearing from Dane and hearing about where things are? Let me, let me give you some, some highlights. Okay. Quarterbacks are actually ranked highly. That's stunning. Three quarterbacks, you know, because teams draft for quarterback because you need a quarterback. Well, this time, this time around, the quarterbacks are actually highly thought of. Kind of amazing. Eight in the top 100, but three in the top 10. Caleb Williams, Derek Bay, and Jaden Daniels. That's interesting, and it could lead to some real interesting trade stuff on draft day. That could be really interesting. Wide receivers, deep. Four, four wide receivers in the top 20. But Andy, 11 in the top 50 and 17 in his top 100 players. So more than 20% of his top 50 are wide receivers. That means, and as Dane said, you know, I asked him, if you're the Browns, what kind of guy are you going to get there in the second round? Well, it depends on, and then I asked him about the third. Do you wait? He said, it depends on how the whole draft comes to you. If, and let's just say NFL teams, and let's base all of this on NFL teams basically agreeing with the way Dane has guys ranked. If you have two or three guys, four guys, whatever, who are sitting there at the second round and the Browns really like one of them more than the others, you take them. If you have five, six guys left and you're there at the second round and you like somebody else more and you think one of those wide receivers will be there in the third round, maybe you wait and take another wide receiver in the third round. I'm not a big fan of waiting. If there's a player on your board, I I think waiting is a mistake. I think it's always a mistake. If there's one guy you really like, absolutely. If there are five or six guys that you think will take any one of those, you could wait if you had to. But maybe that's the situation. um, He seemed to think the Browns can get a real impactful wide receiver in the second round, maybe even in the third. I don't don't know. The draft is interesting because I was thinking, you know, we're talking to Dane the whole time, and I'm like, and I wonder how NIL is going to affect this for guys that decided they want to go back to college. And then um, as he was talking, I just kind of uh, glanced down at one of our Twitter mentions from Kevin Schumann. Did I say Twitter mention? Oh, my gosh, you did say I Twitter did. mentions, Andy Baskin. And, of course, those are brought to you by Shive Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. So Really, I, really smooth, guys. Thank, thank you. That's how we operate. Um, so it's Kevin's, a Pee-wee's Playhouse type of thing. Kevin said this on X, and I like I kind of married that with my thought on NIL money to not want to go. And he said, people have to remember there's the lowest number of underclassmen entering the draft in history. That means that rounds four through seven will be very, very thin or very thin. Um, and it also means everybody will be trying to move up in the draft. I don't know about that, but I think he's right. But I also think – you add the it's the NIL that's you know kind of suffocating these underclassmen from coming out early, and I don't blame them. And I think Dane's right that now we get these players that will stay in college longer because they're getting paid and they'll have an opportunity to grow and become better players so that they can get to the NFL and get and, to the next level. And maybe but, be drafted more highly if they stick around yeah. and get more maturity. So I, I want to see, like I think this is our first test of – seeing what the impact of NIL is going to be really, uh, maybe last year a little bit, but um, on these later rounds on four through seven, I think he's got a great point there that somewhere down the road, we might look at a fifth round pick and go, eh. You know what else it does though? I think it's a huge help for the NFL. 
because all of a sudden you're not speculating on guys coming out. You get another year to look at them. You have a much better feel for who they are, what kind of player they'll be. You don't have to you don't have to add the speculation to it. It's like the NBA not drafting high school kids at least one year out of high school. Well, that helps that helps eliminate mistakes. Is that going to help the quality of the product? Can't hurt it, can it? I don't know. I'm I mean, if you have better well, players that maybe are just on the edge of being great players at the NFL level and they get that chance to mature and grow in the NFL environment rather than college football environment. But I, I mature and grow usually means not playing if you're 20, 21, you know? Yeah, I, confidence is the big factor there, too. I think if you can gain that confidence of playing in a huge game in front of 100,000 on Saturday, playing in front of 70,000 against better competition on a Sunday might be, seem a little bit easier. The game might seem a little slower to you. Let me give you a couple of other numbers from Dane's top 100. Andy, are you okay? I, I want you to be. Checking. I want you to brace yourself. Are you ready? Oh, is this a good tight end stat you got for me? Top 100 players, number of tight ends in Dane Brugler's top 100. Four. Four. Oh, come on now. Four. And only one in the top 49. That's Brock Bowers, the kid out of Georgia, who everybody thinks is a top 10 pick. Oh. Other than that. This is not your wide receiver, your tight end draft. So if you're the Browns and Harrison Bryant's a free agent, Cade Stover's in there, isn't he? And he's at the, toward the end. Yeah, okay. he's uh, one of the four ranked guys. I think Cade Stover's a pretty it, good. Tight if end. you, if you, but he's not even in the top forty nine. Let's see what so happens I, after the combine, though. I, I, like, maybe, I say, yeah. Like, these are guys without that have question, the opportunity without question. to rise up. But I, I wonder if you're the Browns and you think you need another tight end, and maybe you do this year. Would you agree with that? You have Jordan Akins and, and uh, Harrison Bryant's a free agent. And is Kevin Stefanski still the coach of this yeah, team? Big, well, there you go. That's all you, you have need David to ask Njoku, yourself. and he has a new tight ends coach. And David, I think, is is done nothing but continue to show that he's a very, very good, especially after the catch guy with with the football. But I would imagine that they're going to add another tight end to that group, and I would imagine that that guy comes in free agency. There are a lot of free agent tight ends who you could add there. That's but possible. I, I thought I'm glad that you were not crushed by that news. Well, I, again, it's still early. I like I like to see what this stuff looks like after the combine too. You want to know something? I, I'm like, do you really think? I mean, he you talked about all those running backs after seventy, right? His first running back was seventy. Seventy, Jonathan Brooks from Texas. Brooks, and then he went on a run in the seventies where with Blake Corum, Tommy Eichenberg could be an interesting look for the Browns. I mean, if it's if he's at seventy four. On Dane Brugler's list, he's right in between their second and third round pick. And, you know, if you're looking for a linebacker, man, his I love his motor. Love his motor. But then uh, Braylon Allen comes back in, the kid from Wisconsin. Um, and then I saw a couple of their uh, running backs. Uh, Bucky Irving at 81. You know my thought on wide receiver in the second round. Can I uh, hedge my bet a little bit? Sure. Browns have an awful lot of openings on the defensive line. 19 defensive linemen listed in Dane's top 100. That goes back to my other theory, right? It's about 20% of his top 100 are defensive linemen, eight defensive tackles and 11 edge rushers. And here's the thing. When defensive linemen get good, Andy, they get expensive. And you you brought in Ika last year who didn't get a chance to play until late. I would assume they think he's going to be a guy they're going to use moving forward. So 
So that might be one defensive tackle that you don't bring back out of the group of Elliott and Hurst and Harris. And if you have eight defensive tackles and 11 edge rushers in Dane's top 100, that means there's some pretty good talent there. You can control your expenses by drafting young guys and developing them a little bit and going that route rather than spending the money that it might take to get a more superior defensive tackle, defensive end on your roster. So though I'm all for a wide receiver in the second round, the only thing I can think of where I would think, all right, I get it, would be a defensive lineman. I think I think that could possibly be the way to go. Do you have linebacker on your list anywhere, on your shopping yeah, list? Yeah, you know how many linebackers were in his top 100? No, I didn't look. How many? Five. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, that's higher than I thought. Five. It's the running back of the defense. Yeah, I was going to go Blue Tarski. Yep, that's it. That's it. Uh, Lou's in North Royalton, home of the Bears. Hello, Lou. Lou. Hey, Jeff, Andy, how's it going? Great, how are you? Hey, Andy, did you ever get your uh, heater fixed? I did. I did get it fixed. I don't want to tell you what the problem was because I didn't realize what Uh, it was. Okay. Engine coolant, Um, my friend. I didn't realize my engine coolant was low. (laughs) Oh, was it the engine coolant? Yeah, that was such a simple (laughs) fix, but it took the light to come on to make me realize, oh, I better go get that checked. (laughs) But uh, listen, um, I wanted to get on a conversation that you guys had before Dane came on. Um, and I agree with what you were saying, Andy, that um, with that second-round pick, they need to go, like, offense or defensive line. Uh, and I think, Jeff, if I think the, the, it was a crazy statement that you made that your, banking, your backup tackles are going to be Jerron Christensen and James Hudson – I think that that's uh, that's a very crazy notion to to have. Uh, J- James Hudson is uh, the right side of Jedrick Wills. He's a he's a turnstile, and uh, Jerron Christensen was a practice squad member. So, Who started um, at left tackle and actually did a pretty nice job for you, Lou. Yeah, well, I, I well, don't disagree with what you're saying. I do think Christian played pretty well for what they asked him to do, though. At the well, end of the I mean, he he did play well until the the, the playoff game against Houston. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. That's true. So I mean that that that's what I'm basing it on, 
If I was the GM uh, for the day, uh, I would uh, address that left tackle uh, with through free agency. Uh, I would go Trent Brown because Trent Brown can go either left or right side, and then you can decide what you're going to do with Dwan Jones. All right, Lou, thank you very much. Appreciate it. I, I just I, I'm I think on an island. I don't think the offensive line is nearly in as much need as everybody thinks it is. An NFL legend is hanging it up. Next on Basket and Phelps. Andrew Barry, Brown's football guru, will be speaking. We'll hear him here during our show. Kevin Stefanski will speak on Wednesday. We will hear Kevin during our show. They sit down and they have their little desks and little podiums and everybody asks them questions and away they go. Everybody's favorite press conference where you ask questions and I barely answer them. Kind of it. That will happen tomorrow with Andrew Barry. It'll be fun. Maybe we can make up a game, a bingo game for that press conference. Excellent question. Very good question. Thanks you, thank you for asking questions. You're stealing that from Tyvis. Oh, he does the bingo. He's not the original. I think he is the bingo I'm going to be honest for, with you. Press conferences. Bingo is – I love Tyvis, and you know we love him, right? Tyvis Powell. That's not exactly – Radio Network. Bingo is the G-rated version of what it really is, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Dan, you're with me, right? Everybody's favorite press conference where you ask questions and I barely answer them. Apparently, if there's... we were in college, it would be a drinking game. Yes, 100% would be a drinking game. Uh, apparently, there's one heavy hitter who won't be there. Might be a drinking game depending on how that press conference goes. Peter King announcing his retirement very early this morning. You don't think he's going to take a victory lap this week? How about that? Was that his last column last night? I didn't catch that. I just knew he was retiring. Did he say when? I missed that. I think immediately. So he posted it at midnight. Yeah. For Football Morning in America. He is done with Football Morning in America. That's kind of the big. There's going to be one more next week that's going to be a whole bunch of letters and emails that oh, people Oh, so he's not done. Well, he said he'll publish a collection of correspondence from readers next Monday. So maybe he is. That's what he just and said. Then, and then after that, it's happy trails. What's Peter King going to do? He said he's going to do something, but he doesn't know what. Peter, of course, from Sports Illustrated for many, many, many years, and then with uh, NBC in recent years. Big get by NBC, by the way. What is he going to be, Dan, along with all that now? Well, he is an Odyssey Sports uh, NFL insider. There you go. Hop on to our airwaves every so often as well. Cool. Um, So he will still be doing some things. Yeah, he claimed in the column it's it's one of the best lines that you could possibly say is, I've never been bored and I would like to be bored. Oh, wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, the Poobah. So I was just about to say, when you say Peter King's name for Poobah, it's like Pavlov's dog. He starts to drool. Like, you'd walk in here on Mondays and somebody would say, Do you read Peter King? Do you see Peter King? Do you see Peter King? And look who's here. It's the Poobah. Go ahead, Are you Poobah. an Odyssey insider, Poobah? You are. No. What is your frustration? You are, you are guys, to us. Guys, guys, what did Peter King say? We're asking you. He said he's the luckiest man on the face of the earth. He said he's going to do some other things. Oh, he's retiring, right? Right. He's kind of. also retiring from us. He's not continuing with us. Well, he's why reti- not? Tell him. Yeah, Say, what, what hey, you, man, working for Odyssey is a nice thing. Uh, do it. What's wrong with you people? Why don't you he do barely some was an Odyssey ask, insider. Hey, you know, I don't know. Have a show me. Hey, Jake, you, you got a second? Yep. So I have a question for What does retiring usually mean to you? To me, it means you're no longer employed. 
Well, yeah, and especially when you say you were... What does it mean to no. rob Manfred? Then? No, 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 no. When you say you're retiring, doesn't that usually mean that you stop working? Well, the dude said he's not going to quit working. He's just not sure what he's going to do next. Right, so if you had a question on what he was going to do next, did you think of asking me if he was continuing as an Odyssey Insider? Did you think about it? Well, how long was he an Odyssey Insider? About a week and a half? Yeah, about uh-huh. a week and a half, yeah. Well, then that worked out real well for us, didn't it? Yeah, pretty much. But I will tell you this. Got him on the morning show once. There you go. Yeah, uh, when's no, it, was he ever an Odyssey Insider for this show? Heavens so, no. Oh, no. We can't give the midday show Peter King. So maybe that's why we don't know other than to read his stuff. But we'll take care of the other shows. That's, I, I, I mean, didn't see Odyssey mentioned in his retirement. We know this is what the Poobah does, man. The Poobah is just like it's the whole New York attitude he brings with him. I'm so glad so I sad. have seven minutes to do this because everyone in Cleveland oh, needs to know everything. <laughs> Go ahead. Inside joke there, folks. Why do I come in here? We ask that same question every time, too. No, well, we're very on the same simply, page. We're going to do this two ways, all right? Oh, and then I'm going to okay. leave so you guys can try to entertain the masses. How about that? <laughs> try is a good One, word. One, if you ever have a question if someone's retired and might be working for us, you should ask the question before you go on the air. How about that? Wow. Fair? Somebody? Dude, Anybody? Dude, dude said he was retiring Jay? but and still my, doing something. The things. bigger question I'd, was. I'd have kept that sweet is Odyssey immediate, gig. Is his Odyssey, is that immediate? I'm asking yeah. you now. Okay, yeah. thank you. Uh, sorry, not oh, immediate. that's a shame. February 29th. Do you oh, want me to so try to put in? A... Would you like me to put yes, in? Yes, we'd like Peter I will again. do it. No problem. All right. All right, second. Are you tied with Peter or something? Yeah. Nice. You guys are friends. Okay. Well, not friends, but I mean, he will remember. Um, oh. I, I want to tell Cleveland a quick Peter King story to let you know how cool of a guy uh, this guy is. Okay. So he used to do hits around the country as part of his Sports Illustrated deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And he would do it independently. And he was really good at not only doing it all year round, but making sure it was personal to all the markets he was in. Nice. And it was very nice. He called Buffalo the Green Bay of the AFC, which is absolutely right. The smallest market, really community-based. And the last time he was on before he went to NBC Sports because NBC took over his rights, he told a great story about visiting New York after 9-11. And he lived in New Jersey. But it was soon after, and he was in an Italian restaurant on the Upper West Side, a famous one. And these guys come in wearing their firefighter's uniform. And the whole place got up and gave them a standing ovation as they sat. Very cool. But here's the thing. He remembered that they were from Buffalo. And he made sure to tell everybody in Buffalo on his last time up there uh, on the air that they'll always remember that night in that specific restaurant because of what he saw. And it was because of Buffalo. Not because just of the firemen there. But he remembers that they were from Buffalo. And New York didn't care where they were from. But he knew that they were from Buffalo. Peter King is the most detailed human being you're ever going to meet, where he remembers things 40, 50 years ago, whether he was there or not, and is usually right. And that's the thing that I think people will miss the most about Peter King, because he got some stuff wrong, and he'll be the first to admit it. And everybody does. But when he says something, you better pay attention, because he's usually right. Yeah, I've just, he he was on our show a couple of times, Andy, out at training camp, when we were out at training camp. And details in what he talked about in his in his Monday morning columns, regardless of whether it was SI or with NBC, must read for football fans. I remember one time in the press box at the stadium. What was the name of that dog? 
remember the Browns dog? What's his what's Swagger? That? Swagger. Thank yeah. you. Peter was down on the field, and then he came back up into the press box, and it was kind of empty. And he has a, a buddy who is in the Cleveland media and has been there forever. And he turned around and goes, "Hey, that th- that dog. That's a fine looking animal. That's a fine looking animal." <laughs> I thought this is great. I don't. I think the thing that I'll remember the most about Peter King was not. Not only his contributions to filling in our Mondays and letting us know things that pro- what we didn't know, and his contributions at Odyssey and Odyssey, but I just more so his commitment. Oh my God, you guys are knuckleheads! His commitment to making sure that journalism rolls on when he's done, and that goes back to there was a training camp. Jeff, did we roll in at the same time, or did yeah, we drive out? He there? was so, he was there that he, day. He was in a van. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but he was in a van with like talented young journalists that were just out of college and he was taking them around kind of like a mentorship program yeah jenny brennis yeah. was the one that i kind of that i met and i was like man she's a great writer and to like that he cares about journalism that it's not just about hey i gotta you know fill a thousand words or i've just gotta i gotta make sure that i tweet this or i've got to make a headline or anything like he actually gave a you know what about what he was writing and he cared about what was coming up after him that's what I will remember. And if you think that he only cared about football, I mean, he talks about baseball in every oh, column. A lot of baseball. But yeah. one of those writers you talked about is a woman named Emily Kaplan. And yeah. Emily Kaplan now is the sideline, mid-ice reporter, however you want to call her, for ESPN, for their main coverage. And he'll probably never admit it, but he worked more with telling people what he thought behind the scenes and telling people, hey, this is a good idea. Not necessarily that he was, you know, that's the way everybody should do it. But in teaching people, and you hear that from everybody who knows Peter. But if you just had a question, I, we did it once because I didn't want to overstep. But since we had a relationship with him, if I had a question, he would call. I, I would call him. And nice. he was really good, especially, you know, you would do it before he went on the air, after he went on the air. But if you ever needed something off and you know it was important, He'd appreciate it. And I think that for anybody out there who understands media a little bit or just wants to know something, you should take a look at what Peter King did in retrospect and take a look at some of his columns. And after hearing what you did, if you had a negative point of view, I hope you take another look at his work because it was spectacular and it was something that I know this station couldn't live without and others I've worked at. Now what do we read on Monday? I don't know. What? what how are you going to go Pavlov on us? What do you mean? I'm telling you, every day I would walk in on Mondays during football season. Does Peter King come? See Peter King's? Like, all you do is say the word. It was funny because I was thinking, when you say the word Peter King, Poobah just, like, jumps out of the woodwork. He's, like, sneaky, sneaky, fast. And he's a Mac guy. And he ends up, you know, popping out. And then the funny thing is, is that as I was thinking that, we said his name. And look at that. Look who well, walked Because you got studio. stuff wrong on the air once again, and I had you to change get that. get anything wrong. Like, and, uh, it. Come on, like no Peter one's going to matter. Corrected too. So okay. here's, except, here's except the thing. you just told you us he's still an Odyssey yeah, insider. I'll, I'll, I'll read Albert Breer. Sure, absolutely. And I think that you're going to see a lot of people jump up that people don't know. Um, and and several people try to do the exact same thing in their own manner, absolutely. trying to yep. grab that market. Yeah, and they will, but there will only be one Peter. King. Sure, that's absolutely. why I'm going to tell you, Albert's one of them. There's never going to be another Peter King. That's the problem. Plus, how many guys are going to be given that much space by whoever they're writing for? 
Well, that's just the beauty right of the like crazy. Goodbye, Poobah. Bye, Poobah. See you. Enjoyed. Thank you very much. Marty, Marty sends me an email. He says he loves the Poobah bit. Just telling you. There you go. You want to watch the Poobah's head explode? It doesn't take very much. This will do it. Two preseason games for the Guardians. They're already trends. Oh, did you see what happened in the fourth inning, the fifth pitch? Oh. Next on Let's Basket break it down. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 